Good morning, everyone. What is going on? We are back again with another episode. As a matter of fact, Happy New Year to everybody. Happy I, I got to say, <laughs> say that first. Happy New Year to everyone. And we are back again with our 45th episode of the South Florida Gamers podcast. That is a banger. <laughs> yes, sir. And joining me across from me is my co-host, Waluigi. Good morning, everybody. Wow, 2022. Oh, yeah. And back in the hot seat is Eddie and Will, the owners of Flynn's Arcade. Hello. Good Hello. morning, everybody. Good morning, my dudes. Good morning. morning. I know it's early. I know it's early for you, Will, because <laughs> you close, like, what, 2 in the morning? Yeah, 2. Get home around 3-ish. Jeez. And then he has to be over here, and then he has to be here in the morning. Wait, who's closing tonight? Yes. Uh, Jess is here, so. Yeah. Oh, so, Will, well, you, 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 you have the day off then. Well, it depends. <laughs> yeah, depends. Some, somewhat. Depends. <laughs> All right, so this episode of the podcast is going to be available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, and... Google Podcast. Wow, I'm, I'm drawing a brain fart trying to think of all the audio hosting platforms that we're currently on. We're usually on a lot, but just look up Anchor South Florida. Google, Apple. Yeah, just look up South Florida Gamers Podcast. You'll find us there. You'll definitely find us. Anyway, um, reflecting back on our last episode, which was 44, when we recapped with CEO, and we had four of the guests here. We had um, So Too Technique, Beefy Manatee. Herbs. Nightbreed and herbs, and we were just talking about CEO and our experiences there, and it was a, it was an awesome time. So, oh hell yeah, definitely have to get a couple of those guys for solo interviews. I mean, we already did herbs already, so we'll have to get um, the other three on solo interviews sometime this year. Oh my god, I'm definitely curious on so too and beefy. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, especially Nightbreed too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so enough of the recap. Let's go ahead and talk about our guest here. Well, our returning guest, and 2021 has been an interesting year for Flynn's Arcade. And what are y'all thoughts on it? It's been a, it's been a productive, it's been a productive year. Um, it's been. I mean, we are sitting in, we're sitting in probably the biggest project we've done so far. So. We're in the expansion space. I was watching the previous video, and we were in, uh, I think we were on that wall over there on the other side. And so we're in the expansion space here at Flynn's, and that was, that's probably like the largest thing we've worked on. And it's still, it's still a work in progress. There's still items, like like small stuff that have to be done. Very cosmetic. Yeah, super cosmetic. And then we have, um, we have, uh, what's it called? Like different avenues we're like entering with like Warhammer. That's new. Yeah, we didn't really yeah. do Warhammer before. I think Warhammer's new. What else is new? Yeah, more of the Gunpla stock, and yep. we, we started doing those build contests. Yeah, we did that. We have the different events. We've had um, Crawlcon, Crawlcon, like the board game stuff with M Michelle and Andrew. We've done. Oh man, the Fighter Fest stuff. We've done that. We've it's been like I said, it's been productive um, year, and it's it's uh, our numbers overall are, are climbing, which is good and. Um, I would say attendance is up, you know, I would, yeah, attendance is up definitely compared to last year, you know, where in 2020, in 2020, it was like this huge dip, yeah, like in March oh, and April yeah. and then it came back up. So, I mean, I would say it's been productive. It's been challenging and, and, uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. What would you guys say that was one of the biggest learning lessons that you guys have done in 2021 as far as, uh, business wise? 
Lessons? Like, like what, what do you mean by lessons? Like anything we've learned? Yeah, anything that you guys learned. What about you, Will? What have uh, you learned? Let's see. Prepare for the unexpected. Yeah, prepare for the unexpected. <laughs> um, I would say that the biggest lesson that I've learned is that uh, no one's going to care about what you care about as much as you care about it. So um, you have to learn to be okay with people's like inability to be as enthusiastic about something or to help out with something or um, uh, to see it through. Uh, a lot of times you find it even with sometimes like, you know, uh, in volunteer situations where you'll have where you'll have people like, oh, yeah, I want to volunteer. And then all yeah. of a sudden, like 10 minutes later, you know, they're doing something else. And, and it's OK. It's understandable. But that's one thing. That's a lesson I've learned a lot. Like you you have to really uh, come in with the expectation that they're going to help as best as they can help, you know, and to really count on yourself and, and to see it through for yourself. And yeah, it's been it's been interesting with that one. Especially as we have events and, and go to conventions and stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, in 2020, when we guys, when me and Waluigi had you guys as our first guest, and we were on the other side, and this was before the before this um, side even started, and now we're over here. Uh, could you explain like what was like the long process of getting getting to the expanded side? Because I think a lot of people didn't know, like, what was the real challenges behind it mm -hmm. as to what you guys had to go through to make this side possible. Okay. So, I mean, uh, I'll, uh, on, on that side, on, on the expansion side of things, I would say for, well, we, we acquired this when? when like, formally. Like, uh, what was it? November? November, yeah. Of, 20, of 2020? 2020, November, yeah. Yeah. So, we acquired it, you know, like, legally, um, like, November 2020. And then the lease was executed. Um, that's usually the first step. Um, the lease was executed. And actually, we started working on this. We started working out this probably like June of 2020. Yeah, June. <clears throat> because you have to get all the formalities out of the way. You know, like how, how much renovation are you doing? And then the credits for that. And then making sure that the insurance is in place. Basically uh, working out a deal for the lease. Yeah, working out a deal for the lease. How um, much rent or what are we going to do to decrease the rent stuff like that yeah so that's the first step and then in june then in november now we worked that out from june to november then november november december ish we executed like a, a lease so we signed we paid uh first last security to it um and then you're off to the races so then that's made up of what like permits and permits, contractors getting contractors subcontractors architect getting everything you drawed out uh, planned out and weighing on other people bids and stuff like that. Yeah, engineering um, And then that took I'd say from what like November to like June ish like June May June of 2020 Yeah, like May June So it took like six months to do that then once that happened and there's little stuff you can do through that mm -hmm. process like you can you know, there's carpet. You could tear the carpet up. You know, if you got to paint, you can paint. So there's little things we could do. Um, but remember, this side hadn't been occupied. In 15 years. Yeah, 15, 16 Wait, years. Wait, 15 years? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so nice. it hadn't been occupied in that long. And so a lot, code, building code had changed a lot. Yeah. So. There is very, very questionable electric work in here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. And, uh, and you deal with, you deal. Bruh. Yeah, you deal with uh, you deal with a lot of uh, everything was wood. There's wood beams everywhere. Oh God! So nothing was 
Nothing was metal. I don't. I don't think no, there was any, nothing. Metal, there was no metal for the studs. ceiling grid. Yeah, the ceiling grid was metal. Um, we did find like metal studs throughout, like leaning against walls and stuff, but nothing in the construction was original, like originally metal. So then you have that, and then so through that process, then once the permits and all that stuff were in and, and issued and all that kind of thing, then the work can commence. So you start with electrical, or you start with whatever, you know, like demolition. Yeah. You know, like you're basically tearing down walls and modifying things, and then you know, sealing the floors and all that sort of thing. And then, <clears throat> and then uh, what's it called? And then, you know, you go through just a process of different steps. So uh, you had the AC guys in here at one time, the electrical guys in here at one mm -hmm. time. There's no plumbing in here really that we were, that had to be retrofitted. So that really didn't, was in effect. Yeah, no, it was more of demolition because it was like a dentist office and we yeah. had like eight offices in here or something oh, like that I, yeah like i remember when i was uh when i was here when they f showed when you guys showed me what the other side looked like it was literally just walls and doors like everywhere and now just seeing it completely just torn down like this is the only thing that's still standing from what yeah, the previous the, yeah from the previous yeah the wall behind the uh, stream setup yeah and that, the only reason that's there is because the electrical panel's there yeah. so if, if it, that wasn't there then that would be gone too but uh, yeah, you have to leave certain stuff. Sometimes you just do a pricing analysis and you determine, the electrician will determine like, hey, it's cheaper to keep it or is it cheaper to replace it or remove it or does it need to be replaced? Is it is the electrical, like we replaced one of the boxes. Yeah, we replaced the, uh, the one in the back just because it was an older mm -hmm. electrical box and it's fire hazard. Yeah. So we had to buy regulation. So you have to do that. And then the ACs, those are, these are brand new AC systems. So, you know, you have a lot of unexpected expenses. Um, and Flynn's, you know, thank God, Flynn's fueled the, the money from Flynn's, fueled pretty much a majority of this renovation. I would think anything outside of $10,000. I think $10,000 wow. we had acquired um, in a different way. And, and every other than that, we're, it, was, uh, it was funded. We used money, you know, like pretty much we would pay, we would buy things or pay things here, and then we would use that money and then we had some donations as well here and there, um, but uh, and then we did all the labor. <laughs> yeah, the labor. We pulled all the permits. I, my company pulled all the permits, and we did all the labor. No labor, and uh, oh yeah, like I think my brother came one day, but that was like it about. Yeah, and a couple of guys helped out. Like I know Chris oh, yeah. was Chris here was, once, yeah, once, and yeah. Ray. Chris, Chris oh, wow. was here a little bit. And Sean, yeah, I forgot. Sean was here, and Ray was here, and Jacob came by a couple times, and. Different people had helped us throughout the thing, but your labor cost is the most expensive thing, in my opinion. No, it is. Because you're like sitting at how much it's an hour? For con average contractor, you're looking for $98 per hour. Holy smokes. Call it $100 an hour. Oof. We were working on it for, now mind you, we were doing it ourselves, so it took us like eight months to do the work. Yeah, that's another <laughs> reason why the timeline was a little bit much because it was just me and Eddie and a yeah. couple guys here and there. Yeah, and we still, like I said, here we got more cosmetic stuff to finish, you know, some places to paint, got to do something with the floors and just kind of move things around a little bit, finish the murals up and things like that. But, um, so you can do the math. Imagine, imagine if you had to do the labor yourself, you had to pay for that labor. And so oh you're goodness. probably looking at what, uh, at least, at least 30 to 40 grand just in labor and contracting yeah. costs. Yeah, even more than that. I mean, it well, that's just labor, not including permitting, not including the materials, materials, dumpsters, mm. and uh, paint and nails and electrical panels and AC and everything like that. I think right now we're right now when I looked at the last set of numbers, we're falling somewhere between like I think fifty and sixty thousand dollars. 
just on this side right mm. now. Wow. So, and that's, that's outside of our, that's outside of like the labor cost. So imagine you add fifty, sixty thousand dollars. You add another forty to fifty thousand dollars on that. You're sitting at just under a hundred, or just over a hundred thousand dollars, just to do it. Wow. So that's what a lot of people don't understand. But and that's it's like ignorance. Ignorance is bliss. You know, it's not mm -hmm. ignorance isn't a bad thing. It's just you don't you just don't know. All right. So so yeah. the people come and be like, oh, I want to start this. I'm like, are you sure about that? Go for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, are you sure about that? <laughs> are you is sure? This okay. <laughs> are you sure about? Are you sure? I mean, hey, I, I'm not for crapping on anyone's dream, but if you have do a little bit more research, do a lot of research. Like that needs to be your foundation. If yeah. you do not start with exceptionally deep, hardcore digging. And if you think you got enough money, save for another year. Yeah, we, we priced this. Will, Will messed up on a number when we started off with electrical. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's only going to be 1500 bucks or two grand. I'm like, oh, cool. And then, and then lo and behold, the electrical was like over. This is just the fee. It was like $11,000. Wow. Just the mm. fee. Not, I'm not talking about like anything. Like the ACs alone... Both AC systems are worth what, like ten grand a piece, nine grand a piece, somewhere around there, yeah. A piece, and we have two. My goodness. So you have so you. And then, and like you said, there's been things that popped up. Like I didn't plan on removing and replacing a whole new electrical panel, but like you said, that was I could have noticed that one, but it's one of those things that just goes over your head. So now I triple check when Will gives me numbers. I triple check. <laughs> make sure be like, are you sure that this is gonna be? This is where it's going to be because we really try to work on a cash system, you know, when we do things. So, like, that's why, like, uh, with the things we have coming up for Fighter Fest this upcoming weekend and this upcoming week, you know, we had opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, and I had to scratch and, and save and move monies around to be able to acquire these different things that people are going to see for Fighter Fest. So, in, in cash. Um, and, uh, and, you know, like Will said, yeah, plan. If you, if, you, if you have it in your books that this is your venture is going to cost you. Thirty thousand dollars, right? Plan for a hundred, yeah, or more. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because that's that's usually what runs out in, in in business ventures is cash, like you know liquidity. It's the quickest, it just burns, and then you're gonna make mistakes and things. You're gonna learn stuff, and especially bringing everything up. Unfortunately, with all the code today, you know you have to have like emergency exit stuff. Mm -hmm. You have to have uh, fire extinguishers. You have to have push bars. Push for bars for the doors. You have to have. He has the ADA kit. Uh, clients. Yeah, the, uh, the American Disabilities Act stuff. So you have to have like uh, water fountains of certain heights and counters and bathrooms and there's a lot. Like, Good to know. I really don't recommend anyone opening a brick and mortar. <laughs> like unless you, are, <laughs> unless you, unless because in today's day and age, brick and mortar just it just has uh, has like such a high overhead, you know, mm -hmm. and that can really kill you real quickly. And unless you have a cool landlord, you, you could screw yourself so badly because a lot of times you'll have like a lease and a lease will have like a, a termination clause inside of it. And the termination clause can be very uh, one-sided to the landlord. And then the it landlord, always is. Yeah, it's very one-sided. So what happens is you think, oh, well, I'll just dip. No, there is no dipping. If you dip, you're still financially responsible for the remainder of the lease. And think, if you are paying... $4 a square foot at 1,000 a square foot, or 1,000 square foot, you're at $4,000 $4, a month, and then you times that by 12, you're sitting at over 48,000, right? $48,000 a year. Yeah. Man, and then your lease is probably months. three years, and let's say you dip after the first two, you owe $100,000. 
Now, will they come after you for the whole thing? That's highly unlikely, but still. Yeah. It just looks bad on you. <clears throat> yeah, it could be really difficult. I'm not discouraging anybody from doing it. It's just like Will said. The reality. The reality of the situation to do your homework, you know, like do your homework and be mindful of everything. I don't know why businesses keep their lights on overnight. I get it for security. Well, and I get that's, it. that's comes to code. It's called a night light. You <clears throat> have to have at least one light. Like, turn that stuff off. I'm surprised that we don't have to do that. Well, because we have that solar shade to block everything out. Ah. If people come in here at night and steal stuff and move arcade machines, you, you they earned can, it. They can take it. <laughs> you earned it. If you took <laughs> all the arcade machines, machines are gone. If someone broke in here, if someone broke in here, we'd find them in the morning trying to get the Simpsons machine through the door. Oh, <laughs> you've got to take the control panel off. Yeah, for those that don't know, like um, these arcade cabinets here at the arcade, they're very, very heavy to move. Yeah, like it yeah. would require at least three of us to move it. Like mm -hmm. they're extremely heavy. I remember assisting one time, and that is not a joke. Oh, yeah. yeah, it can, it can, they can hurt you really bad. We had a couple incidences that, yeah, it could have been bad. You just yeah. imagine a burglar just getting arrested while having a hernia. <laughs> like that just, yeah. that just looks so silly. You wouldn't be able to put these in your car, so it's like, where are you going to put this? So I'm not really worried about being necessarily robbed. Now you have the right security things in place, like you know. What there's so many simple there's so many <clears throat> simple uh, security systems like Simply Safe and all these other other those other simple 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 very inexpensive security <laughs> systems. So invest in that. Invest in camera system like we did. You know we we got like a DIY system from Amazon or whatever. Yeah. You know? Nice. So you invest in that. You know you invest in. Just little things to protect yourself, and of course, you know, as you grow, you'll see certain things that need to be fixed. So, like, you know, lighting or fans, or um, I would say the biggest thing for us has been like the flow of traffic. You know, how it moves through the arcade, and and how people are walking, or you know, if they're in a wheelchair or something like that. Be mindful of those who are coming to your place. But it's been interesting. Yeah, and those machines are not light. No. Still thinking about the burglar with the hernia. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would suck. Florida man just gets arrested. <laughs> well, you got to know how to pick him up. So it's like that would just... Yeah, you can't just bear hug it and hope oh, you no. got <laughs> so. you, you just can't put your back into it, literally. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can't. I do have to ask this one question, though. Throughout the process of 2021, of, you know, getting this side up and ready and whatnot, how much sleep did you guys got throughout the entire process? No, I mean... Quite a bit. I mean, I, I don't, I, 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 I'll sleep like, cause, cause I, because I own my own companies and stuff like that, I'm a little privileged to do what I want. So, I mean, I'll still get, you know, the eight hours or whatever. I might go to bed at like three in the morning, but I'm not going to get up until, you know, 10 or 11 because I'm going to get that seven or eight hours of sleep. So it hasn't been that bad. I would As say you that, should. I would, yeah. I would say like the most, hasn't been really like, it hasn't been like draining and sleep wise. Like some some days. Was, some days, yeah. Like with conventions and stuff, it gets kind of tough because you're driving usually to Miami or whatever. Then when the demolition was going on, I, I remember working this side, then opening on that side. Yeah. So it was like construction throughout the day, then closing at night. That mm -hmm. was a little rough, but it's only it was only a little. It was only for a time being, so I was like, it was fine with it. Yeah, it's not. Plus, that. I had to get done, so it's not like I had a choice of you know. Yeah, and, and still stuff still stuff has to get done, but it's like Will says, more cosmetic stuff, little stuff here and there, and chip away at it little by little. But I would say sleep, no, it's been okay. I would say the most thing is been like it's it's not physically draining, it's mentally draining. You have to be it's, you have to your toughness has to be physical, 
like in good health, but you, like mentally, like how strong are you? And that's, that, I, I think about that a lot, you know, like where that came from. Because I'm pretty sure you guys have days where it's just like, you're just like mentally tired. You're just like, I just need a break. I just need to at least get like maybe two or three days to just unwind and relax or whatnot. I know, like, yeah. like Eddie said, like the event days that we have our own events here, like the cosplay events, I know we get kind of burnt out on the next day. Eddie's like always like, I need a day. I was like, yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I <can't>. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot going on. I would say taking, for me, recovery time's pretty, recovery time's pretty quick. You know, day, you know, six, seven hours, um, and I'm good. Uh, but but, but it's, difficult, it's difficult for me to take, like, serious time off, like, you know, a week or two weeks, just because I have a lot of irons in the fire and moving them around. And, uh, and I think that's, that's what really causes a lot of people to, to stop pursuing their dreams. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's the, the mental weakness. You know, they're that or they get complacent, like yeah. they're okay with how things are going and they never want to move. Yeah, complacency, uh-huh. weakness. Uh, <clears throat> and not weakness in a bad way necessarily. It's just like, you know, like it'd be like going to the gym and trying to lift 300 pounds the first time. You yeah. Know, you are physically unable to do it. Yeah. As much as the spirit is willing, you'd like, you, yeah, you, you're, you're, you're not going to be able gonna to bench that. No. Why? Because it takes time. Yeah. Persistency. How are you going to, <clears throat> how are you going to go with this? And then not to beat yourself up about it. You know, like, uh, some people come to us and like, oh man, how, how are you guys keeping up with the social media so much? And I'm like, well, I've been doing it for a while and like, oh, I got to get that. I'm like, well, take, take it a day at a time. Maybe like do one story in a post or one YouTube video in this. Don't, don't beat yourself up about not, not a, like not competing with someone, not even at our level. Let's say you see those people on TikTok or Twitch or whatever. They have a million followers. I want a million followers. I'm like, that's not realistic like yeah get real with yourself you know little by little you'll slowly start to see the growing but complacency like will said is very it's a free things are going decent things you're paying your bills you don't want to grow because you have that fear of oh if i grow then i can't do this or money's gonna stop or you know what i mean so yeah i'm and not you, gonna and you guys still have um plans to keep growing yes yeah yeah i mean so right now Right now, the biggest thing is everyone's going to see a new rollout happen probably in the next, I would say, like, my goal is to have everything done by Otaku Fest, like, right that Monday after Otaku Fest, hopefully sooner before that. So, you know, like, we're integrating, um, we upgraded POS, which is a point-of-sale system, so we upgraded that. So that came with its own benefits. So we have, like, now we're going to roll out, like, a, um, as opposed to that punch card thing, like a loyalty reward program oh, that's nice. digital. Um, uh, memberships, we're going to roll those out as well. So a membership, a monthly or yearly or whatever membership for the arcade and for the fighting game community and for tabletop. So rolling those elements out. Um, those are probably the two biggest things. You know, loyalty reward management system and uh, uh, membership program. And then the other things are, you know, like we have other, you here, like with you, with the, uh, the fighting game community, you know, like with the tournaments and stuff. Oh, yeah get those things started and then i think the next the next inevitable step is to buy a building and do it that way but we have i think we have like three years left on no like two and a half years left on this lease yeah around that oh, area yeah we have like two, two and, and a half. half two and a half years left on in the four t- year lease so i think that so um once that's over that's going to be really like determining where we go as a whole so by that time you know our debt should be mostly paid off um, the machines will be paid off. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. We don't really owe a lot of debt. It's just build-out debt from the original build-out. 
that's only like fifty thousand, sixty thousand dollars, and then then the arcade machines, which is probably another like thirty thousand. So it's like just probably under ninety thousand dollars, you know, plus or minus. So that should be paid off in the next two and a half years, and then and then the build the building's the next thing because like I'm tired of renting. Yeah, you want to own your own building and own your own spot. Yeah, own it, and then and and the the city selection is important. And, <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know where are you going to go? The parking lot. Um, but we are very blessed, very fortunate. I mean, I look at like some plazas, and you look yeah. at the way they're situated, and you're like, yeah, that would never work for us. Because you know, with our events, we have a we're very blessed. You know, even for our fighting game community. Yeah. If you walk outside during a Smash tournament, that parking lot's packed. Yeah. Because when yeah. you have 50 to 70 players, and let's say all of them are driving separate vehicles, that's yeah. sick of 70 cars outside. Yeah. So our parking lot's a huge fortunate thing. Um, but I look at some facilities. And I'm like, man, this would never work. I'm thinking about, like, I'd like a multi-story building. Like, three stories, two oh, three stories. Ooh. You know, because that's the only thing that makes practical sense. Divide everything up by stories. So, arcade on ground floor, tabletop gaming maybe on the second or third. Probably on the third floor because it would be the highest off the floor. So, it's quieter. And then, like, the consoles on the second floor. And then the arcade on the third floor. Or you could probably do, like, tiers or something like that. I don't know. I've been looking at, like, I've been really attracted to, like, old movie theaters. Okay. That'd be cool. Ooh, that would be sick. Just, like, D&D. Man, you just see Lord of the Rings on the side. <laughs> well, I'm more because of the rooms and the way. Think about how a movie theater functions. Yeah. It would really be conducive to us. Yeah. Because you have usually one main hallway. Then you have separate theaters to the sides. Mm -hmm. So each theater could be a different element. You know what I'm uh -huh. saying? So you could, have, you could have, like, the arcade in one opening, and then, you know, uh, maybe even if there's opening between the walls. But, you know, movie theaters are, you know, are, they're harder to, to acquire, you know. So, but, yeah, I would love to buy a building. That'd be cool. That's dope. That is really that, that dope. That is really dope. All right, so I know this is, this is going to be a silly question, but um, what games have you guys been playing throughout last, last year? Well, you can start that because I don't – <laughs> to be honest, nothing really. You play Warhammer, I guess. I play Warhammer, but that's one of those things I, I like. I like the community trying to build that up, but it's more of a. It was more of a both ends of the size. I like want to do something, and I like strategy. So I went to 40k, but also seeing the whole tabletop. It's a good. Uh, which, how would you say? A good crowd to get in here and build it up in here as well. So it's like one of those. I could do it while I'm here and build up another community and something that I do enjoy in a strategy game. Yeah, that's a cool little niche. Did you see the forty uh, the forty K game trailer? Yeah, there's a couple of them coming out, yeah. Oh my god, it looks Well sick. I play it probably not because I'll be too busy like everything else, but that's literally busy the only, working. Literally the only game I've been playing. Nothing like I've seen reviews, I've seen like gameplay of stuff, but I haven't sat down and actually played a game in God knows how long. Yeah, and I think that's something new for twenty twenty two too, is like our new schedule. You know, yeah. our new streaming schedule and and getting more into that, like, you know, building that up like we were talking about. We have it all written down and going to implement in the next couple of weeks of how, you know, we're going to have that. Uh, for me, I mean, I, I don't really play, surprisingly, I don't play really a lot of video games anymore. I mean, the one thing that I played was from, I saw Jake James Lugo, he did a, a review on that Ghost and Ghouls uh, game. From oh, Switch, yeah, from the Super Nintendo. Ultimate or whatever it is. And, uh, no, it's on the Switch. Yeah, from, from that world, but it's for, on the Switch. Okay. Um, they, like, re-released it. So I have my little PSP that I cracked, and, and I have that on there. I have the, 
the ghost and ghouls or goblins and ghouls or whatever it's called, the ultimate one. And I play that from time to time, but I like it more because it's like freaking, um, it's unforgiving. Yeah. That game is so fast paced and it moves so quickly. And I like that because it's, it's very challenging and, and it's, it's, if you make that mistake and you don't, and you think you're that close to the ledge or that close to the creature, that object or whatever, and it just hits your arm, you know how it is. I think it's like four lives and you're gone. Oh wow! Yeah. So it's like it's a very quick-moving game, and also the graphics are, the graphics and the aesthetics of the game are very, very unique and different. Um, if you want a game that is unforgiving, that's a game to check out. But there have been other games that I wanted to check out. I know Vegan Morty showed me a game, something Nightmares or something like that, or it was really cool where you're like this little creature in this night world, night nightmare world or whatever. But once again, it comes down to time. And that's the biggest. That's the biggest yeah. thing. But because you're more, you're more so busy working on things, getting things done, rather than just gaming, which we we all could understand why. Yeah, because if I we don't if we stop working, that could be very bad. Yeah. So that was, yeah, we we have to. My our position is more leadership and 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 pushing and pushing it ahead and, and growing that vision and that idea. Um, and yeah, you sacrifice some things, uh, but honestly, I don't. I don't. It's, it, I don't really see it as work. I don't really see it as work. I don't really. I don't really. Uh, I don't really count it as work. I don't. I don't hate it. I don't. I don't. It's not like going to a nine to five. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. I mean, you don't really. I've been doing it for so long. You don't really like. Eh. You're like, okay, I gotta wake up and do what I wanna do. That's cool. Come here, work here, um, and that's where that interesting divide happens. There's some people that I see that are like, oh, I want to start a business. Okay, great. But I want to have fun too. And I'm yeah, like, no. well, that's going to be, <laughs> that may or may not, it'll happen, but it might be, it's going to be a lot more difficult. Uh, or I want to know, I would say fun, the definition of fun is different, but I like, I want to, uh, I, I want to be the one sitting down and playing video games with everybody. Oh, well, someone has to, unless you're going to hire somebody straight out of the gate, someone has to, <laughs> to, to run the register up front, you know? Yeah, definitely. So that's, yeah. But anyways, games, that Ghost and Goblins game or Ghost and Ghouls play game that Jake mentioned, I was like, oh, it looks interesting. So I play that. Until my PSP dies and I have to start all over again. <laughs> now, you touched up on something um, you um, said earlier, and that is um, leadership. Mm -hmm. um, with 2021, what were some of the things that you would implement as far as leadership because one of the things that i did notice is that you're slowly building up this your your pretty much your team and instead of having you know a lot of people come to you they're going to your team mm -hmm. of like different stuff like if it's warhammer they'll mostly go to will or you know someone else if it's um anything gunpla related it's ben if it's anything fighting game related they'll go to me so you wanna, what can you explain about um, your role in you know, leadership and then building up the team that you, are, that you currently have now? I would say like, first off, you have to be willing to do anything. Like you have to, usually when we bring somebody on, I'll tell them like anything that, anything that I'm gonna ask you to do, I have done myself. Yeah. And, um, or I'm continuing to do myself. So that's the first thing. Experience yourself. I mean, I don't do the I don't do the tournaments anymore. You know, with you guys anymore, really. But I've at least sat in on them, and I understand how the principle and the concepts work. 
Um, but the thing is, it comes down a lot to, um, like what you said, it comes a lot down to like pride too, like humbling yourself. Like I was very much hands-on. I'm very much hands-on with a lot of things because I wanted to run a certain way. But like a captain of a ship, you can't be like, you know, rowing the boat and, and, and like handling the sails and yeah. Yeah. cooking the food and taking care of the prisoner. You can't do that. So you have to learn to find people that are better at you, better, better than you at things, and, and that have those different strengths, and then give it to them willingly and test them. You know, if they do well, great. Then give them more responsibility. But if they don't do well, then just cut them loose real quickly. Because I've seen, like, in small businesses, people will hire their friends, yeah. and they won't fire them. Yeah. They won't let them go because they're emotionally attached. Yeah. And it's like, I understand the emotion, but it's okay. You can tell them, hey, listen, man, things aren't working out. We're just going to have to find another solution for, you know, whatever your position was, I guess, and move on from there. But that friendship doesn't have to die. It just yeah. changes, you yeah. know? And, but yeah, I would say that. And, and then, um, and then finding people that like, like those things outside of what you got to do. Like right now we're going to bleed into the, trading card game community so tcg yeah tcg stuff so that's that's uh that's a total different world that i know nothing about yeah and so we'll know somebody or we've we've had someone come yeah, in. We had, yeah one guy we have a guy that comes in and and so hopefully he'll be taking kind of like that charge on that and then um and then i would say yeah i'm trying to think if there's any other leadership things with fine like like developing a team Probably conventions. I know we have a like, few we, you know, kind of calling for conventions, and we have a new girl coming in for events, so that should be another mm -hmm. uh, somebody else coming on the team for events and stuff like that to help Eddie out, kind of plan out events. Yeah, and then, and then our, every year we try to have a theme, you know, like a yeah. mantra. So in 2021, our theme was like, uh, hey, we're here. Yeah. And letting as many people know as possible that we're here. Now it's shifting ever so slightly. Now I'm focused more on outreach, specific targeted outreach, meaning you're going to approach the groups and the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts and all these different organizations that may be interested in coming to Flynn's or, you know, renting the space or, you know, having us host an event or whatever the case may be. So, and yeah, we'll spot on. We have a, a young lady who's going to be hopefully coming on with us soon and to help me with that. Um, because once again, there's only so many hours in the day. Yeah, you have to. And Will's not good on the phone with that kind of stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> he's not, he's, he'll he'll do it. But you, <clears throat> like him and I, can do it. It, it. We can. We both possess the skills. But she's good at it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? She's good at it. She has the abilities. She's smart. Um, and also, like psychologically, like when people answer the phone, when it's a woman's voice or more of a feminine voice, the response is usually more positive right. than a, than a male voice. You know. So there's other little things that I'm, I'm not going to give all my trade secrets away, but there's a yeah. few other things that we have. Understandable. We have all there. Now that I don't trust you guys, but you never know who's watching. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's been interesting to see where Flynn's was back in 2019. Then you had the <laughs> pandemic and then fast forward to now, now we're in 2022. Now you have this community of people and within that community, you have your, your, 
your ambassadors, your people who are, you know, a great representation of Flynn's. And it also takes the load off of both you and Will instead of trying to cover everything. Now, just like, hey, if you need to know something, ask this person. This person's going to end up telling me, you know, what you just said. It's just pretty much like, like in a way, um, what I'm trying to... Uh, I, I feel like I know what you're trying to say, but yeah. more like a reflection or a, more of an idea of what's going on. Well, the thing is, if it's important, they'll probably call, tell us. If it's not important, they can deal with them themselves. Yeah. It's like a chain of command. Yeah, chain of command. There, chain you, of go. command. there you go. I was trying to go with that because... Um, in the military, when when I served, that's how it was. Where you didn't talk to the you didn't talk to the head person. You would talk to the person that's next head of you. You don't talk to the big boss. You just talk to the guy that's like ahead of you, and then he will relay the information to the other person that's ahead of him. Yeah, and that's and that's a concept for people who haven't been involved in the military to understand. And it's a great example where, you know. <clears throat> like when I was going to like the military school stuff, it's you don't go and talk to you know, the man in charge, yeah. he'll just kick you out. He just doesn't even, we won't even take your time. Yeah. So you talk to, you know, whatever the, the next rank is up above you. And that's a it's, a, it's a principle that many don't understand because remember we live in this society of like, I should be able to talk to you, you know, like I should be able to reach out and talk to you all yeah. the time. And, and I agree, you should, you, you should. We make ourselves exceptionally available. Yeah. Um, but some people like <laughs> with tournaments are like, well, uh, this guy, it was he was like oh do you okay. when's the tournament when's the next tournament and i'm like the next tournament is is such and such date and and they kept pressing and pressing and pressing i'm like you need to talk to senpai i don't know all the details like i'm trying to help you out here homie i don't know the details of this yeah. i don't know like yeah just reach out to him and i gave him the instagram and the, your youtube and your facebook and he kept asking questions and i'm like bro listen i'll keep talking to you homie but you gotta just ask him i'm not gonna be able to yeah. Not going to be able to help you here. Like, I don't know the technical questions you're asking. Yeah. But yes, going in like, or with Warhammer, like, you know, uh, with Christos and Hunter and Will and all those guys with that group or Gundam, you know, we know a little bit about everything, but I'll direct you in the path of like, hey, this is who you need to talk to. But this is what we're going to do for, you know, the, the, and that's also another great valuable lesson that businesses should learn and people should learn. Yeah. You know, you're not going to know everything. Yeah. Like I would tell people, even in the Smash community, that listen, any questions, comments, or concerns, or even complaints that you guys have, please do not contact the owners. <laughs> Especially Will. Do not contact Will. Don't. Well, <laughs> it's not that we don't want to hear your complaint, but the thing is, it'd probably be more effective if you knew about it because you would know how to approach the situation yeah like hey you'd probably offer a solution as opposed yeah. to you know probably no easier fix easier with that crowd yeah, yeah. Like, oh well you need this oh, okay so then i'll do this or hey you need this okay so i'll do this um yeah spot on you know i've been getting a lot of people um like they'll come in and they're shocked that i'm here like you know it's because i'm as i'm not here as often any much yeah um you know they'll come in and they'll see it on youtube or facebook or whatever and it, it's like they're shocked like, they're like, oh, you're here. And I'm like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. this is where I work. You know, like, this is, I have to be here. And that's the thing with ownership, too, is you have to take ownership of it. Mm -hmm. You know, if trash needs to be taken out, I'll take the trash out. If, and, and if, or the things need to be swept or cleaned or mopped or whatever or fixed, I'll do that. But that's also, like, this weird thing with the ideology in our society where it's like, I'm going to start a business. Then I'm going to be instantly successful. Then I'm going to have all these employees. 
then I'm going to go to the beach every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm going to be on vacation six months out of the year. Like the reality of that, this, but that's what our society is pushing. Yeah. Especially with Instagram, like social media, it's a highlight reel. That's why I explain to people, social media is a highlight reel of someone's life. Yeah. It is not reality. Yeah. I show you what I choose to show you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With me, with our stuff, I am very much more like very organic with our stories. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you like, yo, this happened or this happened. I try to be as organic as possible because you want to be real to people as opposed to, you know, like fake. But a lot of people, I don't know. I'm starting to notice it more and more yeah. in the social media stuff where it's like, this is not reality, people. Like, this is... Wake up. <laughs> Wake. Wake up from reality. Yeah. Wait, did I just say a Naruto reference? No. No, I don't know. Um, so. Thank God. <laughs> so anyways, but yes, with that, so I'd recommend everybody take it with a grain of salt where it's just like, hey, this is, this is, what, this is the reality of the situation. It's going to suck. It's going to be hard and really tough. If you have the mental fortitude to do it, you will get through it. But if you don't, that's okay, too. It's a learning experience. Okay. All right. So what were your favorite moments in 2021 at Flynn's? I know you guys have your favorite moments. Yeah. I mean, go well. I'm trying to think because there's a lot. It's all muddled together in my mind. Yeah. I would Uh, say favorite moment. I would say I really enjoy our cosplay events, our events in general, but like specifically our not at a con cosplay con was really like something else. Our Halloween event was something else. Our two-year party. I like our events. Um, the reason why is because of the mere fact that there aren't a lot of opportunities outside of conventions. Yeah. yeah. You know, like there's not really for the average. Let's say this. Let's focus on the cosplay community. For like the average cosplayer, they don't really have the opportunity. Like, let's say they're fan- they can't afford a ticket or they don't drive or whatever, and they can't go to those places. It's really cool to see them come out here and try their cosplay or they, they, they want to get introduced into the community. I would say that's a really cool thing. And also the fighting game community. Yeah. That's yeah. very unique in itself, too, especially after, you know, Versus went down, mm-hmm. what, a year and a half, two years ago now, or a year and a half ago? That went down, and, uh, and, and now we have all these other things popping up in that community. That's really cool to see. Um, Different cons, I mean, new people at cons, probably. Yeah. Yeah. New people at conventions. Um, trying to think of anybody, anything else. The other thing that I think about a lot of times when I just look at our crowd is I think about all the, the connections that people have made. You know? Like, right. excuse me. I don't think, I mean, we can't take claim probably for somebody finding their life partner yet. But I know it'll happen, meaning like their their spouse or their significant other. I know Aww. it will. Ha- I know it will happen because of us, because the but not because of you and I, but because of the facility, the environment that we've created. That's cool. Or the friendships too. You see, these a lot of these unique, weird friendships forming, where it's like if Flynn's didn't exist, would they meet? Yeah, if fate had it. But like it, it was cool to see that. I don't know if that makes sense. Being developed here. Yeah, forget that she that uh, he went to Jared. He went to Flint's. <laughs> I will I will say that I I will say that because of Flint's, I have gotten to meet so many new people within you know within the community and especially a lot of people in the fighting game community. Like I've met so much people, Me and, too. and and it and it's still rising to this day. It's just like. Yeah, I, I think if it wasn't for Flynn's, I wouldn't meet 
the amount of people that I ha- that I have met over the course of what two three years. Yeah, and that's <clears throat> and that's the that's the goal. I have I have some things I'm working on in private, and um, I think some really cool advancements that people are going to be really excited for that they're not even they're not going to see coming. Do we? I see we have comments coming in, yeah. but I can't really read them yeah, from I there. Yeah, I can't read. I, was, I just it's a little it's well. a little close. If you want to read them, I just want to make sure anyone's getting missed. Okay, um, let's see. We have Sean saying yo. Yo. That was in the morning. We have, <laughs> no. We have He's AJ, still here. We have um, Chris saying your. We have AJ Lopez saying morning. That, that's me. We have. <laughs> that's me. Oh, okay, that's, okay, that's all. <laughs> we have. Um, I, I reply to chats now. <laughs> one of my followers saying happy new year to myself and you guys, the owner. Awesome. We have Ben in the chat. We also have Ben Pye. Most of the people I talk to now, I meet at the I meet at Flynn's. That's coming from Sean. Blandish. Yeah. Yes, my dog. Nice. I like. Yeah, like all all of the <laughs> chat messages are coming from all three of them, all three of the websites on um, Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. Oh, awesome. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, I'm watching it live on Instagram. A lot of people seem to be joining the chat. Good. Awesome. Well, I'm. I'm uh, I'm excited to see, like I said, where the future holds and the events that we have forthcoming, and um, and like you said, the favorite moments, see, seeing the collaboration, seeing the seeing people come together, and the biggest thing that we're having. Okay, cool. So the biggest thing that we're having is the issue that I'm seeing is that these places like this don't exist anymore. Right. Yeah. And sometimes as I'm working on these lovely machines, you know, the, you know, 30 year old machine or 20, 21 year old machine being brought back to life is very different. It's unique, you know, Facebook. Oh, cool. So it's very different and very like, very, 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 um, you become the guardians of the past. Yeah. You know, so it, it's not easy. And a lot. A lot of people like when you guys came back from CEO and you're bothering me about that machine. They're like, oh, oh guys yeah. are like, oh, you should get this machine. The dance rush machine. Dance yeah. rush machine. And then I, uh, <laughs> nice, gently put up a screenshot of the cost, the investment of this thing is like fourteen thousand dollars. Freaking herbs. Once I did that, <laughs> once I did that, the conversation stopped. Oh, that was freaking herbs. Like, oh, okay, I, I get it. I get it now. Um, that and then. Uh, and then, you know, just, that's an interesting world in itself. But once again, people just don't know what they don't know. You know, they mm-hmm. think that, oh, how is only a couple hundred bucks? I'm like, nope, no. Try again. You know, <laughs> like the average machine, you know, it's going to hit you between, you know, 1500 to three grand, four grand a piece. Then if you don't know how to work on it. You, then that's even more money. Well, yeah, you might as well just burn your money because you're going to be paying someone to fix it for you. And then uh, it's just going to go from one thing to another thing to another thing. But Wow. People do not know the amount of maintenance that you guys have to do when it comes to the DDR machine. Yeah. Well, that's any, any machine. I know they can, they can take a beating because, like Eddie said, 20, 30-year-old machine that's still here. But sometimes, man, these people, I, I'm glad like the driving games, like, like the slim, I'm just like, <laughs> I know it's going to be fine. But just hurt, like, it's like, God, man, don't, don't hit yeah, it like that. Feel, like, you feel the pain of the machine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So you know it can take a beating, but still, it's just like, yeah. The one machine that I do know that takes a beating is the the the, oh, one, the catch the light. Yeah, the catch oh, the light yeah. game. Like that takes a mad beating. Yeah, it takes, it's like it takes mass kicking for like, sure. As hard as they. Well, can, the thing is, also light. that machine is is no longer in production. Oh. So since it's not in production anymore, I acquired probably like six months ago. There's a company in Australia that I bought more of the pads for mm-hmm. and the LED lights. I basically bought a whole new set 
because those um, they're all plastic. So as the pressure constantly is beaten down on these things, I like to keep, as you guys know, we like to keep our machines functional. Yeah. Or if it's not working, I'll put an out of sign order or sign on it and let you know, like, listen, this game's not working. I'm just not going to leave the screen blank and you try it and then look like an idiot. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the catch the light game takes a beating a lot because of the mere fact that you're putting so much pressure on that piece so often. But someone came in here and said, uh, I got a more rhythm games would be dope if possible. From the Reslin, the Reslin for turn, I can't even pronounce it. I got a comment from Ben saying, gotta love people playing DDR in combat boots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's another, yeah. That's I'm, I'm thinking people play DDR in heels and all that, and that just terrifies me. Well, you'd be surprised. Those pressure <clears throat> pads are probably like a, probably of a quarter of an inch thick plexiglass, so they can take a beating. But yeah, the thing, remember, a lot of times what happens is when people are bad at games, they think either pressing harder or pushing harder, even on the controller or the pad or whatever, is going to make them better. Yeah. It's not going to make you better. <laughs> no. It's not going to make you better. I always like the, when I see people put like the light gun games up right to the glass, I think it's like it's going to shoot like straight and it goes this way. I was like, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't work like that. You're just yeah. like, freeze, and it's not going to do anything. Yeah, it's not going to, it's not just going to, uh, it's not going to make you a better player. But the games can take a beating. Um, but that also goes into, like, when you go to arcade ownership, like, what games you choose. There's a reason why we don't have a lot of racing games. There's a reason why we don't have a lot of shooting games. Uh -huh. We have both, but yeah. we don't have a lot of them because there's elements there that the maintenance is much more difficult. Mm -hmm. Like, extremely difficult. And, of course, space. Space, yeah. I mean, but uh, I would say the layout on the other side <clears throat> is like the best it's been the, out of all the layouts we've had. It's the most conducive to the space, and we still have plans to like turn some of the machines and <clears throat> excuse me, reposition them just to make it easier. But that'll take time as I build these other machines up. We have people FGC. Oh, Gabe! I know Gabe's gonna come to. Gabe says thanks. I know Gabe. I think Gabe, you're coming to the Fighter Fest weekend, right? He was asking me about some things. About I got oh, another Brando. I know him. I got another comment from Ben saying more rhythm games would be great. Keyboard Mania or even Para Para Paradise. Is this is I this the first remember. cosplay? Yeah, he yes. knows. Yeah, I imagine the upkeep on those would be intense as well. Ben, you keep asking for these games, man. <laughs> these these like and virtual fight, virtual yeah. on and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I saw you sent that over. I want like, Para too. I want I want Guitar Freaks. I want DJ, DJ Mania. Why on earth would you want Para Paradise? <laughs> the thing is that people, well, Ben knows he's just busting. I, our I know, <laughs> I know Ben. I know. Why. He's a uh, the the. Uh, I think, I think what we're gonna see happen is that a lot of these. A lot of these rhythm games come from outside the country. Yeah. So, and, and a lot of them aren't even allowed, they're not even really technically supposed to be in the United States. If you read their legality behind it, this is a purely Japanese dedicated cabinet. This, this is not supposed to be in the States. Uh -huh. um, there are certain versions, certain rhythm games, when they load, that's what they're saying. Like in the Japanese yeah. sequence, that's what they're saying. Yeah. <clears throat> but I think Para Para and all these other ones, and, and DJ Mania and Guitar Freaks and all this stuff, um, because they're Japanese games, to get them here, I've looked, trust me, I have done the research. To get them here, I found one. The machine wasn't that expensive. The machine was maybe $700, you know, it wasn't super expensive. Huh. The shipping, oh. to get it here, direct, direct from Japan, the direct shipment was $3,500. 
because you're you're freighting it. It's it's a freight shipment. Mm. I know he's just being slick here because it's it's expensive. But remember, you can call 954-281-9778. We take donations of all kinds. If you donate a rhythm game to Flynn's, I will give you lifetime membership for free. Any rhythm game. If you donate a DJ Mania, but it has to be working. Yes. <laughs> it has to be working. It has to be functional. I, I, I can't wait to see that one guy do this. Hey, I will give it to you for free, for life. That's my promise. But it needs to be a rhythm game. Same with the Dance Rush, um, you know, cabinet as well. Yeah, $15,000 investment. I would gladly give you lifetime membership, but you got to include maintenance on it for life, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Because the thing is, the more, the the more lights and the more sensors, they're really cool, but the maintenance is just a monster, you know? But that's, that brings you into an, uh, another point is that many, many would think that the more games you have, the more people will come. Yeah, that has nothing nope. to do with no. it. Nothing to do with it. it. It's all about the like you have been talking about a lot with the uh, fighting game community. It's about the experience. Yeah, what what experience are you offering? And I've seen many people go like die because they get into too many verticals at once. So they like let's say they're a toy store. So they have uh, Funko Pops and Legos and Gundam and Warhammer and this and that and this and that and this and that and this and that and all their money is out there in you know like assets. But like store like uh, inventory, so you got to know where you sit, you know. Waluigi says, "Yeah, see, so yeah, on shipping alone, exactly. I don't know if I'm like the game called Gunslinger Stratos is allowed statewide because I saw it at a, a Colossus." Ben also says, "If you want Eddie, I can give you a contact in the UK for Japanese cabs. I sold the guy a costume last year. Shipping likely still high, but probably better than going. Yeah, to right. Japan. Like COVID hey. with the UK right now, they probably have to give the machine a COVID test <laughs> to see if it if it can make it to the United that States. That was good. Uh. <laughs> there is an arcade that I know. I'm not going to drop the name. There is an arcade that I know in British Columbia right now that closed their doors because of what's going on. Right. Rip. In British Columbia, like. That's not that far from the United States. It's like, it's, 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 I just don't know what's happening like with the arcade world. It's just, it's crazy right now. Everyone's playing games. But yes, Ben, you can share the contact. I'd love to, I'd love to, I'd love to, uh, I'd love to, uh, to, uh, I'd love to check them out and see, see what the dealio is. There is still a large body of water between them and us. So I imagine that the shipping would probably still be pretty intense because I'd imagine it's the same It'd probably be the same. No, you're coming from Japan the other way. You said it was 1500 when I got an estimate to... What year was this? When did you get move this? Move a virtual cab on cab from How? Cali what to year? Florida. What year? Oh, from Cali to Florida? Florida? That's over land. Oh my like, that's God. over land. That's over, like, land. You drive that. We're talking water. You know, that's a freight shipment. Ben, do the quote. Oh my God. Do the quote of <laughs> from the UK to here for a virtual on cabinet. I guarantee it's going to be like four. Right? <laughs> but I think the whole preface of it, yes, joking around, is that um, with these, as the cabinets become rarer, the shipping cost is going to become a lot more difficult because you can't find it. Yeah. You know, I mean, in the states, you in the states you can usually move them. I think we found a freight carrier that was like what seven fifty a machine. I was or like about to say six hundred. Six hundred to seven hundred dollars freight shipping between like California and different states, like to the Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay. So usually there's a flat sh- a flat freight shipping rate that we know because we know guys in the industry that do this. Um, but the issue always lies when you go over water. Yeah, that's the issue because now, especially with the port issue we're having. Mm-hmm. 
you have national. Yeah, like I know I know of an arcade that ordered candy cabinets from Japan recently and they're still stuck in freight. Like recently when I say like the last year and they're oh, still stuck goodness. in freight right now. Mm-hmm. And remember, you have to fill up usually the way it works because I've looked into it. Usually when you buy machines from another country, you have two options. A, you pay freight on that one machine or B, you fill a container. Mm-hmm. And a container, and I remember, I forget, it was like 12 machines, I think it was like... It was like 10, it was either 10 or 20. It was increments of 10 machines, like all those machines in that one cabinet. And they cannot guarantee the condition. Oh. They'll tell you straight up. We do not guarantee condition upon arrival, upon departure, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, we don't guarantee it. Mm. So Risky. Like, let's say you buy one arcade machine, there's 20 of them, and it's $500. That's 10 grand, right? Sitting, is that 10 grand? 20. Yeah, I think it's 10. Is it 10 grand? I think it's 10 grand. $500 in like 20, yeah, I think it's 10 grand, 10 10 grand sitting in a, in a shipping container, then another five or 10 grand for the shipping. You have $20,000 out there in the ocean, just chilling, hoping to God it gets here. Mm. And then when it gets here, hoping to God it works. Yeah. Yeah. And getting on a a timely manner. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You, you can buy the machine, but yes, I think we're going to see that happen more. I do remember um, last podcast um, when we when we um, had you guys on. I asked. Uh, I think no, it wasn't me. Someone asked a question. Um, do you think there will be more arcades coming? Will, will the arcade you know scene come back? And you said that no, it's not going to come back because of there were certain factors that's not going to allow like your traditional arcade you know shop or whatnot or business. Is they're just you know they're going to be very very rare to find because the machines are becoming more hard to find, more hard to acquire, and of course the maintenance. Yeah. What do you think, Will? Yeah, I think there's that. And now there's a couple other reasons, but yeah, I think so. Like maybe like a arcade bar that's more likely than like a arcade. You know what I mean? Like a full on arcade, I don't think so. But more likely an arcade bar. Like have a couple of machines and have a bar with it. Yeah. I mean, we're hitting, in our collection, we have over 60 machines, you know? I mean, that's that's pretty, like, that's a good amount of machines, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. you could fit, I'd like to see double that, you know, I'd like to have, a you know, 100, 100 machines or 120 machines, that'd be dope. But, um, yeah, maintenance, uh, them disappearing. Florida didn't really have any large stuff. What do you say? Oh, that's Ben. He says, <laughs> let's go to Fukushima and raid one of those irradi- irradiated, arcades. irradiated r- arcades for their machines. I'm willing to absorb a few rats. <laughs> Did he just use a follow reference? I, I, yes. would, I, have, I have toyed around. I have seriously toyed around with the idea. Will and I have talked about it, about going to Japan, one of us, and going to get the machines there. Oh my like God, going there, fun. creating the relationship, and then buying them there. Um, because you know the Sega, the Sega uh, was it Sega, something just shut down or like recently within the year or whatever. One of their arcades or one of their main gaming places shut down. So there's a lot of arcade machines out there to acquire. Yeah. Um, but once again, you know the shipping costs. But I've thought about it, Ben. I mean, I've thought about like even the ones that are like into the like in the United States. There's a couple like arcade big spots that are like no longer open to the public. I guarantee you, there are machines in there. Well, it's like yeah. uh, when I picked up the aliens machines when I went. St. Petersburg in Orlando, the guy picked up the um, the Aliens game that we have here, Flynn's. He actually was selling the Aliens game because his wife brought 
bought him the art the Tron from oh Disney Quest. Disney Quest had those arcade machines in there for like five years. That that was down. Holy and they like smokes. recently they put all the arcade machines on auction. Well, yeah. Now 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 Disney Quest is that like NBA place or something. Oh, I have it's no like idea. some basketball place. I think it is now. All but, I know is they were sitting there for like five years doing collecting dust, and they finally decided to auction them out. Like you said, like they've been. I'm sure there's places where that they're they just been sitting there for God knows how long. Yeah, I was right. Uh, Uber said Sega, Sega jo- Joyo Populous. Yeah, Joyo Plois. Yeah, that one shut down. Like they, it's an arcade, a large arcade they had. But yeah, like Will said, the United South Florida didn't really have any huge arcades, so yeah. we had like Grand Prix and Bigfoots and Flippers and a couple other places. But most of them turned into the like not arcades, but I forgot the name for the like. Uh, like family entertainment. No, like uh, ticket machines. Oh, like gotcha uh, stuff, like yeah. redemption games. Redemption, yeah. Most of them turn to like redemption. Because that's where the money's at. Yeah, exactly. That's where the money's at. Because it's all a randomizer. Then it's all corporate. Yeah, it's all corporate. But I think um, to answer your question, do I still believe? Like I agree with Will. I think you're gonna see. I think you're gonna see a a as you're seeing places pop up that have a handful of machines, maybe yeah. like three, four, mm-hmm. five machines max. Couple consoles, couple consoles, you know, maybe a few other items, but um, because of how much overhead there is to get these things and how difficult it is, I don't see it happening. Right. I don't see it happening as as quickly as you would think. Right. But if you ever do go to Japan and you need to take someone, you might as well take Ben with you. <laughs> take us too. Shoot. No, he's got the dogs. He's got the yeah, dogs now, so he yeah. can't go. Ben will find a reason to go. <laughs> well, I know. Are they? Do they have flights open to Japan now? I don't. I, I think, so. think. I think so. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Well, let me check. On. Check on your computer. See what the see what the cheapest flight would be to Japan. I mean, I would go to Japan. I think. I think it would be. I probably wouldn't go. I probably send Will there because the mere fact that there's just so many things that have to get done here, mm-hmm. it'd probably be very Price. overwhelming. How much? Twelve hundred. Nine hundred and five. Round trip. It's around seventeen hours. Uh, Is it look, round trip or one way? I think it's a. I'm looking for Miami. It looks like it's one way. Let me double check Google. Jesus Christ. The thing is, like, a lot of times from what I've seen is, like, if, if you go down there and you can, like, find the districts, you can buy them. They're not that expensive. I mean, there's so many over there. It's, once again, getting it over here. That's yeah. the issue, you know? Uh, I'd go, but it get trapped because I'm spend all my money. So <laughs> <laughs> I buy a, how is it, two-way round a t- trip? It's a round trip ticket already. Yeah, but there'd be no, like, expended, there'd be no, like, uh, like side trips to the Gundam base or anything like that. Like, oh yeah, you, know, you already know Ben is going to be go like there. focused. Jeez. We're going there to get. Uh, they have another new Gundam statue opening in 2022 now. Yeah, they do. Yep, I read about that. No, this I, would be like oh my we're, God. we're I going one for two stops. How many? How much? Fifteen hundred dollars. Whoa, really? Round trip? Yeah, I think it's a week. I made. It, I found like one for like one week specifically. Yeah, because you could get what they, they have those capsule hotels and stuff like that. <gasps> That's so cool. So you could stay there. You could probably do the whole trip for under like five grand, under three grand. Yeah, way under yeah. three grand. You probably could probably do it three. under three grand. You could probably do it. Yeah. Um, I think that that'd probably be the next evolutionary step. But the thing is, you have to have you have to have that contact over there or something. Like you can't just go. I mean, I guess you could go into it blind, I guess. You could, but it'd probably do better. Yeah. Have it mapped out and where you're going to go type of deal. I don't think you're going to see 
and I don't I don't think prices aren't that bad to be honest. Yeah, you, we just looked it up, Ben. It's not that bad. It's like fifteen hundred bucks plus or minus. But do either of you speak Japanese? That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might make things complicated. I think he'll learn on the way there. <laughs> me, <laughs> me and Ben Pye just going at it. <laughs> I think he'll learn on the way there. But yeah, I I'll think have Duolingo ready, boy. <laughs> ben is definitely gonna hit up the Gunplug place. Definitely gonna hit him up. See, so see, Ben, Ben hit it on the head. For me, the problem is getting enough time off to make it worth it. <laughs> I want to go. This is not a pleasure cruise, Ben. <laughs> this is not a pleasure cruise. A of two weeks. If I'm paying for the weeks. ticket, if I'm paying for the ticket, this is business. You're going to get the arcade machines and coming back. Oh, if someone's paying for this, then I'll definitely do it for business. I'll get my attire out and everything. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, all right, we're going to get these machines and we're coming back the next day. I'll get cosplay. I'll get a pose. I'll try to find a waifu. I mean, wife. <laughs> The thing, the thing, the issue is, I think that you'd have to like, you could buy the machines online, but the thing is, you'd have to physically see them. Yeah. You know, you have to make sure that the structural integrity of it. How is the machine? Brand new, like right from the factory. Oh my god. Yeah, but then you're gonna spend. That's gonna. Well, be, that's to say, that's the safest bet. Yeah. Yeah, that's the safest bet, but you're it gonna is. spend quite a bit of money on that one. All right, I have uh, another question I want to ask, and that is, what were some of your failures in 2021? failures uh, a failure that it didn't work but you're going but you've learned from it so like a trial and error trying to think i'd have to make a girl on panther sightseeing tour in or what in <laughs> no even i don't want to know <laughs> oh my god ben. I'm telling you we just leave ben there and come back for him yeah that's the safest. The uh, I would say the biggest mistake. I would. Um, I wouldn't say there's like one thing in particular. I would say that one thing that, the one thing that I noticed during 2021 is, I'm less, I'm less uh, willing to like jump into something immediately. Mm-hmm. I, t- I want to try to take a step back and just like look at it from as many points of view as possible. And there's other things that I've noticed, like you know, certain events didn't happen as effect efficiently as possible because of that because of jumping yeah. into it um not planning as far out in advance like we you know we pretty much have the 2022 calendar down the yeah. the rough sketch and we're able to pivot into it mm-hmm. um <coughs> i would say i don't know i mean i can't really think i don't think i mean like once yeah. again i don't i can't one thing doesn't necessarily come to mind it's more of principles yeah. that were employed that were like ah oh, we probably should have looked at this a little differently yeah, trying to think as well. Like Eddie said, some events didn't go as we planned, kind of scrapped it. Not really scrapped it, but kind of rethink it. Different timelines we kind of put aside. Kind of like a, wouldn't say failure, but I would say more of, okay, this is not going to happen. We can push it off till later. Right. It'll, okay. it'll happen, but it's not going to be as soon as we thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would definitely say, like, hey, yeah, that, that seems about right. Nothing in particular, nothing bad happened in particular, nothing like the biggest failure. But I think to myself sometimes, like, where would we, would we be where we are today had we not had this space? Because imagine everything that we're trying to do for the community without having this extra 2,000 square feet of space. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. That's, there's a lot. Yeah, because even when I thought about, (laughs) Ben's as a super fan on Gumball Contest. 
Yes, man, but that had nothing oh, to do yeah. with us. Like that had nothing to do with us. Oh my god, that was uh, that was bad. I think that goes once again into not seeing things, hoping for the best, yeah. planning for the worst has really become like a mantra, you know. Yeah. Like, and now as we commit to, especially with the the year of the con coming or the year of the con being here, as I commit Flynn's to certain conventions. I'm making sure that like, okay, can Flynn see it through to the end? You know, yeah. even if the other person or the other entity fails, can we see it through to the end for the community? Right. Um, um, don't dwell on things. I think we're pretty good about not dwelling. I know some people just, oh, that's didn't go right. Their mind's gonna stay on it. I think we're pretty good about, okay, that didn't work. Okay, what's, what's next type of deal? We're not gonna dwell on it. Right, exactly, exactly. When did we get our own invitational that went a lot better? When did we get our own invitation? Huh. I don't understand that. I don't yeah, know I don't question. either. Maybe, maybe he's so saying like that like, cons, like maybe cons we got, maybe, well, we, we, you know, the other ones, uh, the other, the last build contest that we did at the, uh, not at a con went really well. That was like the best one we've oh, done yeah. so far with Rico and everybody. That one, oh, that yeah. one fairly well. I remember yeah. that. <clears throat> that one fairly well. And you know, like once again, going into it and not like Will said, just letting it go. Just don't dwell on it. There's no time to like, there's no Past time in life. Past. Yeah, like you learn from it. Don't be, don't be dumb, learn yeah. from it, but just keep pushing forward and, and pressing forward. Like, oh, that was, that, was, that was a bad idea. We shouldn't have done that. Or like, okay, well, like I'm excited for the conventions. Oh yeah, I agree 100%, Ben. Oh um, yeah, Otaku Fest. When, when conventions, and that kind of leads me to that, the next point is that when conventions start coming back, we're a lot more prepared. Yeah. Because now we've done it like, I mean, I think this is like the third time we've done Otaku Fest. Then we're, like I said, every convention we kind of tweak and how we're going to do things. Like we're going to do something new about like the trailer thing, not getting a full. Then and kind of, we know what to bring and what not to bring. Yeah. Yeah. And how to bring it and yeah. the way to travel with it. And the team, like you said, Senpai, like. <clears throat> yeah, because you now have a team versus previous years. You would have to like, you know, go run around and, you know, find people like find volunteers. Now you have a team. Yeah, and then we bring our stuff with us, you know, like we have our Gundam and we have our now our distribution right set up with different companies. So we can bring the boba tea, we can bring the ramune, we can bring different snacks and different apparel, different different things. And then once again, it's all about bringing that experience to the convention. Yeah. And giving the convention goers more than just walk a circle, buy some crap, leave. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like or pay $700 for a picture. You know, like it doesn't if you want to do that, great. But like John Cena, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't. I, I would. I. I'm very. I'm very much in tune with the fact that like more convention like organizers are getting better at like providing more to yeah. their people. Yeah. You know, like it's it's more than just walk around with your friends, look at stuff that you you know that that you can buy anywhere else, and then move on. No, we have the, and we're not saying it's all because of us. We're saying that. It's really cool to see convention people doing this. You have, we bring Gundam, like at Taku Fest. So we have our main thing on the floor. I'll probably bring one machine, maybe a couple of our old consoles and put them on the table with the TVs and stuff for people to enjoy. Yeah. We ha we'll have the Gundam with us. We'll have our stickers with us. We'll have um, like some snacks and drink stuff with us. We'll have, um, then upstairs in the upstairs space, you'll be there doing the Smash Ultimate tournament, the Melty yep. Blood tournament, the Guilty Gear tournament. Then will it will be in that room with the Gundam tables and then the Warhammer, 
So, and then I know with Winji, he's been doing the whole uh, Dungeons and Dragons stuff. He's got a bunch of like panel stuff set up and all these artist alleys, and which is really cool because these conventions are beginning to think outside the box. Like, yeah, they're very like diversifying. Yeah, it's such, it's so cool to see. Heavily, but, but I think what's going to happen is diversification, but within a focused view. Yes. Yeah. Like some conventions, like I'm looking at, I'm like, why would you do that? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, why? Why would you have a taco making course? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, not saying I'm not saying they are having one, but it'd be something so random. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are they doing this, this random? But to remain focused with the community that they serve to provide the experience. And I mean, EY did a great job at it too. Yeah, and though it was on compared to all the other cons, it's um it's a smaller con, but it's just the experience overall is just really really good, and which is why you have people come out like you have hundreds of people coming out to Anime Y because the experience is so good. It's the same with you know coming to Flynn's is that the if the experience is good, people are gonna more likely to come out. Let's look at um our Smash tournaments when we had them outside. We were still getting over twenty to thirty people each and every week, and that was because. The experience was good. People enjoyed themselves, and they kept coming back more and more and more, despite the fact that we were outside. Now that we're inside, our numbers have went up mm -hmm. because of the experience. Mm -hmm. Same with um, the Guilty Gear Strive um, crowd. Yeah. It's, it's a lot, lot to do with the experience and also the, the community, and, and, um, and I think it's only going to get better. Ben says, all a lot of cons end up being glorified swap meets. I agree. He isn't wrong. They are. It's, it's unfortunate that a lot of cons aren't differentiating themselves from Eddie, other conventions. Pull your mic closer to you. A lot of cons aren't, uh, aren't differentiating like, themselves from other conventions. It's tough. Yeah, like even when we went to Florida Supercon last year, yeah. and as we were like walking around, it was like all the same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, the same distributor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the thing—it's not to knock on them because it's—it's yeah. it's, um, as things when you're the only show in town, mm -hmm. you can remain the same and expect a good result because you're the only show in town. But the minute that other shows start opening up, be it conventions or stores or whatever, you have to not become complacent, di differentiate, right? in order to attract more people to your event or to whatever you're trying to accomplish. And that's, that's going to be the differentiating, that's going to be the factor that changes this, the whole thing. How, how much can, how long will the same old, same old keep, keep up with it? Yeah. It's like that saying you got to move with trends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and provide different things for the community in the, in the different ways. Like with our stuff, you know, with every event we do, I try to do something different something. with it. At least a different one element, change it, twist it, you know, a little bit. Uber says a lot of cons do end up being glorified swap meets. Supercon was kind of dead at the time around Open 2022. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to make, uh, we hope, we hope that all the conventions are good. Yeah. And uh, there's some conventions coming up that I'm excited to see, like PalmCon, Martin's convention in West Palm. This is the first year he'll have Ooh. the Palm Beach Convention Center. Up our alley. Yeah, I know, right? So he'll <laughs> have that. So he'll have that. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of new players entering the market in the convention world. One, yeah. in, one in March, another one alongside Florida Super, uh, Super Fan Con. Um, <clears throat> right, yeah, Super Fan Con. One alongside that, and then another one in... Um, 
in April in Fort Lauderdale. It's coming as well, so it'll be interesting. Ooh, things in the convention scene will be fun. Yes. We're I'm, gonna be dead tired. I'm interested yes. to see yes. what happens. <laughs> I'm well, interested to see what fun. happens. But uh, it'll be worth it. Yeah. Listen, one-day cons are good, but yeah. three-day three cons is just it's like... pointless. <laughs> I, I I'd stick why. with two days. Why? Why? You guys know that Friday is like... Yeah. Saturday is pretty good. Sunday yeah. is... Like, Everything's it dying. Everything's yeah. like an on sale. Yeah. Saturday is your money days. Just open up Friday, Saturday. Sunday, don't do Sunday. No, or don't do Friday. Like, do yeah. Saturday, Sunday... And then try to plan it off of a weekend that they don't work on a Monday. Yeah. Yeah, you the know. only three-day event I'll do with CEO with Silverback. That's it. <laughs> yeah, and that's different. That's yeah. CEO is a tournament. It's a little different than your typical convention. That's true. But once again, hey, the conventions that are doing it for three days. More power to you. You know, they know what they're doing. and we Bless can't. Heart. <laughs> yeah, we can't judge that. Um, you know, it just, it just doesn't make sense sometimes. It's better to go, like when I was talking to one of the convention organizers, um, who does a one-day convention. Mm-hmm. And him and I were talking about it a little bit. And, you know, I said, I really admire the fact that you're willing to do it one day because you can own it. You yeah. give everything you got to that, to that eight-hour period or that 10-hour period. Yeah. And just don't leave anything on the table. Yeah. Just go for it. I remember years ago, Florida Supercon was a four-day con. Oh, my God. I remember that, too. Really? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's I funny. think that was like early 2018 or 2017. Yeah, 2018 or 2017. Before the purchase happened, before Reed Pop bought it. Before Reed Pop bought it. Oh, so okay, so Mike and them owned it still or whatever. Yeah. Really? Maybe he was testing a concept. Was that the only year? It was four days? That's the last time I remember. I think it was um four days. I think twice. I think maybe back in 2017 and 2018. Maybe those two years it was like four days, and then yeah. they will now go to three days now. But yeah, four days was just brutal. Uber said the first day of a three days just to give the out-of-staters a chance to rest after the trip. <laughs> <laughs> he is came a- down earlier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, I get it. I get it 100%. It just ben does not sense, miss. Yeah. He's right. <laughs> I suspect. I mean, we get a lot of comments. He said, I think the uh, closest boost I've ever seen the actual imported stuff. Okay, change the recipe when people start copying your original recipe. I agree 100% with that. I expect... That's why when you saw Popeye's Chicken try to fight against Chick-fil-A, I don't know yes. if you guys saw that fight yes. happening. Yes. They did a great job. I mean, their marketing team was amazing, but you're picking a war that you're not going to win. <laughs> I expect all conventions will till March to be canceled or postponed. We're not in Florida. Yeah, not in not Florida. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> like, we Floridians are insane. We will do whatever... America. Um, it's funny. People want people. People are concerned of the mirroring of other states, but like, oh, Florida shit. Florida's crazy. But I'm gonna go on vacation next week to Florida. Exactly. <laughs> Doesn't make any people sense. People just want to move out of state to Florida. <laughs> I pray that I pray that in 2022 our conventions are uh, free of drama. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. they are free of toxicity. That yes. they are. Um, Fingers crossed. Yeah. That they are as positive and pleasant as possible, yeah. um, that everyone has a, f- a fun time, a great time, yeah. that the conventions make money to be able to pay off the debt. Yeah. For those of you watching this that don't know a lot about the convention world, the convention world is very expensive, Very expensive. but yes. the thing is also, they're, I'm not gonna say the names, but basically they're running in a deficit, always. Mm-hmm. So they're literally, let's say 2020, 
they'll are 2021. They're in debt from 2021, so the money made from 2022 will pay for 2021. Then 2022 will be in debt, and then they'll do the same thing over and over and over again. It's an unending cycle. Yeah, it's an unending cycle. It's very difficult to break even because I mean, think the the convention halls. You're talking twenty, thirty thousand dollars. Oof. Easy. Oh. That's why I don't see Flynn's doing its own convention anytime soon. I just don't want that headache. It's just it was it's just too too much. If there's ever going to be a con at if Flynn's is ever going to do a con, it's just going to be here at the arcade. <laughs> yes. Yeah, pretty right. much. No, more importantly, it's not a con. It's not a con. Yes, <laughs> it's a it's a. That's why I think we're gonna we are gonna keep that. The I Flynn, love that name not so at much. A con, cosplay con. Um, <laughs> so we have some other. I went to that one. It was a weekend of all time. The 2017-2018 Supercons blank was so long and draining. Agreeable. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So they're referring to the, the ones Supercon. you mentioned. Yeah, the Supercon. Yeah, when it was like four days, it was just... But that's when it was, they were in uh, Fort Lauderdale at the time. Oh, so, I miss it. So that long drive to Miami Beach wasn't so bad. I, I wish they just stayed in Fort Lauderdale because I don't, I don't want to make that long drive yeah, to Miami Supercon? Beach. Yeah, I think they will make the transition back because what's happening is that Fort Lauderdale uh, Convention Center is back up open again. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There, you'll Ooh. see the first convention there in March or in April. Ooh, well, excited. one of the ones that I know about. But I'm yeah, excited to see. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how everything kind of comes together. So, what we're gonna do is we're going to. Uh, we're going to see how all the conventions kind of end and how everything kind of comes together for 2022. But I'm, I'm praying and hoping that nothing, nothing bad happens. I think the biggest thing also with conventions, like you've brought up Senpai before, is that with conventions, or even here, people will have, like, problems or, like, things will happen and they won't say anything. Yeah. They'll wait till the end. They'll, no, they'll wait till it's over yeah. and a week later they'll say something. Yeah. And I really pray that if you're going to a convention or if you plan to attend an event or whatever and something does occur or something suspicious or whatever happens, just bring it up to the event organizers. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, bring it up to one of the people there. I mean, we know them quite well and I'm sure they'd be more than happy to take care of it right then and there. They can't change it if they don't know what it is. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or if there is a problem with like one of the after party, uh, after hours parties or something, something was seen or said or whatever, hey, say something there and then just bring yeah. it up to the people uh, there. But don't, I, I, would, I wouldn't really encourage to put it on social media. I, I wouldn't either. Without, no. the first question I'm going to ask you is, did you talk to them? Did you talk to the organizers? Oh, no, I didn't talk to them. Well, then. Yeah, that never, that, that <laughs> never happened. It doesn't work out. It never. It doesn't work out for anybody. But that's my prayer, too, is that, they, that everyone is proactive and that everybody has a great time and that if something does happen, they say it and bring it up. Now, I've never seen, and maybe this year in Otago Fest, we'll all make the list. Yay! <laughs> I can finally be on the list. <laughs> oh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> well, I'll make that list, man. Yay! <laughs> Todd Allen. 100 duck sized horses or one duck sized horse? Alex? Oh, yeah, he did ask that on the, uh, uh, Discord. Discord. Yeah. Why? One duck sized horse? That's like the. Like, are we talking about fighting them? Yeah, like who would win a fight? 100 duck sized horses? Okay, so they're all ducks the size of horses or one duck sized horse. I, I'm, I'm too sober for this. Okay, so either the either the there's a hundred of them that the ducks are the that the horses are the size of ducks, 
or there's one duck that's the size of a horse. I'm going to say the 100 duck-sized horses. Yeah. Because there's, those teeth look aggressive. Aren't you afraid of ducks? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified of ducks. <laughs> I think This I is think. a nightmare match. <laughs> but yet, I can say this in a calm tone because it's, there's no ducks here. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, the one duck-sized horse would be interesting to fight. Damn, I woke up my pups. <laughs> For those who don't know, uh, Uber Cosplay has two adorable corgis. Yes. And those hot dogs just woke up from one of our sounds. <laughs> Which would you rather fight? I would say the duck size, the, the duck the size of the horse. Yeah. Because they don't move very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how the peripheral. Oh, which is. would you rather fight? Oh, yeah. Because if there's a hundred, then that's a lot. That's like, <laughs> that's a lot. I, I'd square up with a duck-sized horse. I gotta conquer my fears this year. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any other more questions? Uh, Luigi? Let me check my IG. Do 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 do. Got one from Terrific Treats, Florida. Terry. Oh boy. This no, is a question for Eddie and Will. Oh boy. When are we building a kitchen? Never. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's gonna be happening anytime soon. Damn, I was ready to get my air fryer. If he, well things like that, like you know, like we're having there we're still trying to find the the counter thing for inside here and you know, we'll have like, you know, basic stuff, your microwave and toaster oven, stuff like that, you know. But a kitchen, that's it comes with its own set of issues. From I remember when I um, when I had the conversation with Will about it, you did tell me it was like over a hundred grand just for. Jeez, mm-hmm. it's you're you're gonna be hitting sixty to for a full size kitchen with no equipment. All like if you don't have a kitchen, probably you're gonna be hitting around like sixty five to eighty G's. Yeah, no equipment, like totally from scratch. Yeah, you hear that, Terry? Because you're like you're dealing with like suppression systems and coolers, and and if you're dealing with natural plumbing. gas and plumbing and. And uh, the oil, traps. yeah, the grease traps and the stainless steel. People don't realize the material cost has shot up way. Its material costs jumped up thirty percent over the last. And you can't years. just take like a kitchen from like a house no. and put no. it in there. It's like stainless steel. It has yeah. to be like so no bacteria can grow on it. Um, the suppression system, uh, the hoods, hoods, yeah, ranges. The, really, like, what are you going to be cooking in that kitchen? That's that's another question mm-hmm. you got to ask. Yeah, because depending on what you cook in the extreme, like if you have a fryer as opposed to just having like a, a grill top or to- totally separate things. Oh, God. Yeah. When you're dealing with oil versus. Then you got to, long term is the the amount of food you're going to be wasting and the cost of business yep. going to go bad and people don't realize, yeah, that's, you got to take consideration that too. Yep. Yeah. That's we- why restaurant business are severely hard. Yeah. And you're, you're, even though your margins are pretty decent, you know, when you're up and running, um, but the thing is, those margins stick the same. You can never grow those margins. Yeah. Or I don't know if you guys have been noticing, like, the prices of things have been going up because, obviously, inflation. Yeah. But the thing that happens is, you know, that's one thing we have to take into consideration when it comes to, like, uh, cost of food stuffs. Because that goes up, and then your item is going to go up, too, with it. And it's going to be like a, it's staying in tune. They're not being greedy. They're just ma- meeting yeah. the same margins they need to make in order to do what they got to do. Right. And that's why when the shutdowns came in 2020, a lot of people didn't understand why these restaurants shut down. And I'm like, yeah, you're carrying $100,000 worth of food in your refrigerator. And now you got to shut down for then you got to throw it, two all week, that two way. months. We shut down for no. eight weeks. Well, we shut down for like no, for six two weeks. weeks. 
Yeah, like two months, but others shut down for four. Like we we held on to last, then we opened right up. Right. So no, but they were shut down for like four months. Yeah. All that food. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, you throw all that food away. Then when you open, you got to buy all that food back. Yeah. That's so awkward. Yeah. And there's no credit. Yeah, there's no credit. No. Then you, like my friends have restaurant business, you're not going to find the food or material or the ingredients. Like my friend, he gets land from uh, Australia. He's still, for six months, he couldn't get anything. So it's just like, yeah, you can open, you might be able to buy your food back, but are your ingredients going to be the same? Are you going to have that same quality that you did before? Yeah, you're going to have all this, like Ben was talking about, he's also talking about government oversight. That's a totally separate yeah. conversation. <laughs> yeah. My, my, man, my man is based in the morning. Yeah, a totally separate conversation about that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, for Terry's question, um, yeah, now you know how much it, it, it'll cost to have a kitchen. Maybe Will Flynn's ever have one in the future? If I bought say- a building, if I bought yeah, a building that was, that probably. was, that was, ha- that had some sort of a kitchen element to it and we could keep it because a lot of times theaters have that already Yeah, yeah. They, because there's different licenses. So you can have like a restaurant license and you can have a cafe license. Like if you've ever been to a Starbucks or like yeah. a cafe that just heats up your food or has uh, like a yeah. toaster, mm-hmm. that's a separate licensing. Well, okay. So I knew that. you could do that. Uh, it just opens up a new can of worms. That's why if you find a building, you want that building to be as close to the use as you intend to use it for. So, like, that's why I like the movie theater idea, because it's in an entertainment venue. It's probably zoned that, has a little kitchenette probably, or at least fryers. Yeah, exactly. It'll probably have more than just a little. Yeah, so it has that already, and you can pivot in. So there's a couple buildings I've been looking at for, like, theaters and stuff like that that may or may not reopen. And, you know, you're probably looking at, like, you know, anywhere from, like, $1.5 million to $2 million for the building, you know, plus or minus. But then, but, but it's an investment. You're it's, talking about financing it. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're yeah. not you're not talking about you're not talking about like and buying we, it outright. Then the way Florida's land's growing right now, you're that 1.5 five years is gonna be probably jump to four to five. Yeah, it's but, an investment <clears throat> overall. Yeah, and, and you think about it, do the math. If it's at one million dollars, and usually they're gonna require ten to twenty percent down payment, you're talking a hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollar down payment. Not that we have that, but you can get creative and even yeah. if we don't even if we're not able to start with a building like that like a freestanding building like i would like maybe even like like a walgreens like an old walgreens would probably work really well oh that would be you sick. know an old walgreens old eckerd's something like that would work really well but um i think that's in the future um but with the, the government oversight that's a huge thing too like we was talking about with restaurants and kitchens and mm-hmm. i mean dude they freaking fire inspections stupid i mean it's not stupid that they're there but the that- plan is crazy Nobody knows health department more than I do when it comes to, like, yeah, health department. When it comes ben has to another question. Oh, dear God. Flushed out bar element to the arcade. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I still want to be a bartender. Well, okay. saying? he's saying, any plans for a fully vested, a fully fleshed out bar element to the arcade? Not here. I don't see it happening here. No, probably not here. Because the mere fact that you're talking, once again, you think beer and wine's expensive? Ooh, oh, goodness. Full gracious. liquor? Hardcore liquor. Ben, I, I saw this on the, the Gumpla thing in Discord. He just, wants, <laughs> he just wants different people. Like you said about the 40K, the, the Clayons. Yeah, he was, he was talking about that in the Gumpla. And I was just cracking up because I was like... He wants different people? For what? No, he was, like, he, would, he was saying like he would like to see the different board game people like talk. And he was saying PS Star Trek is like kind of like 40K where it's like always a war. And like oh yeah, the Clayons will get, like, uh, get together with the 40K guys. 
triple shot if you're an or. Yeah, no, uh, I'm cracking, I'm cracking up. <laughs> I mean, the bar idea, we've talked about it, but honestly, that would be a different concept. Like, not the different concept, just a different location focused on that. Yeah. Agreed. Be a much older crowd. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Much older I would crowd. Say, that crowd. Oh, I'll cry laughing if someone just takes a double shot of whiskey and just like, oh, well, back in my day we had pong. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, it brings a different crowd. It brings a different sort of people. It brings it brings a crowd that you know. Hey, if you want to have that, it's great. That's that's your thing. But you have to be cautious with it. Also, the cost of that license, you know, is upwards of a hundred thousand dollars, which is not impossible, but it's just very. Then if it's even open. Yeah. yeah. And the cost of the liquor itself. And the licensing and the insurances and all this. But but I don't just because you have liquor doesn't like hardcore liquor does not mean that you bar will be successful. Yeah. It has what it has to do with what you're talking about. Environment. What environment are you cultivating? What's your bartender like? Yeah. How yeah. are people treated when they walk in the door? Yeah. You know, pricing. Are the drinks good? You know, I mean I, I don't drink a lot, but like I imagine like you talk to yeah. me about sometimes, you know, what's the quality of your how is yeah. it being made? Who's making it? So, Ben, I think it would come down the come down the pipe sooner than later, but I think it would be a different element, and it would not be close to here. No, we're not going to disclose any locations that we've been looking at, but <laughs> we've been looking at some spots, and it's not going to be anywhere anywhere around here because there's just no, there's too much competition in the area. Yeah. All right, so I have um, one, two final questions before okay. we end it out. Um, question number one is. Your plans for 2022. Will, do you want to lead that one? Like, as in what? Like, as in, uh, as in what, like, pertains to what? The arcade. Oh, okay. Arcade? No, like, like I said, Eddie's going to be rolling out Taku Fest, like, around that Monday after, or maybe even earlier. But, we have, we have some plans. You have some, we kind of know our game plan about what we wanted. Like I said, we have the location now where it's outreaching, building the communities back up more like now we have this side for you know relatively is in use like said cosmetics but like said growing the gundam growing the warhammer growing the fighting game communities now that we're inside now getting back you know hopefully people will get be able to get out more you know comfortable getting out more we have this more space like i said it's growing more community mm-hmm. yeah i agree <clears throat> the plan for 2022 is outreach um Outreach focusing on uh, bringing the best experience we can to conventions and to outside events, outside of Flynn's, um, growing the Flynn's community and Flynn's family more. Um, uh, the different, uh, also structure. So like having our stream schedule posted, having the events planned out at least six months in advance, having, um, having uh, Hopefully, like Natalie, help me with the outreach yeah. and the event then planning we got stuff. New distributors, new stuff coming in. We just got a couple new distributors, so you're going to be seeing new drinks, new snacks, new, new stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so being able to bleed into those worlds, and then also, you know, perfecting what we've already began to work, or making what we've already worked on so long better, like the fighting game community. Yeah. You know, providing an even better experience to the tournaments a better experience to tabletop gaming, yeah. a better experience to the Gundam world, a better experience. But it really comes down to, for everybody watching this, it really comes down to the willingness of your community to support that. Yeah. Because I could have wishful thinking, you could have wishful thinking, you could, we could all wishfully think about something. But in the end, if 
if patrons aren't willing to come in and support, be yeah. it our business or any business, you wishful thinking is not going to help. Yeah. A lot of times I've heard, <clears throat> I've heard, I've ran into people and I, and I've been getting, begin a little bit, not, not, not like I've been being more pointed with the conversations, but it's they'll, they'll, Oh, well I know about you guys and I've wanted to come out for so long. And then I'll snap back and say, well, why haven't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll just be quiet and I'll listen. I'm very, very kindly. Well, why haven't you come out? What, what can we do to make you, what can we do to help you come out? Oh, you know, it's just been this and that. And I say, well, let me put it this way. If something's important to you, support it. Yeah. If it's important to you, support it. You see it happen in uh, the convention scene. If it's important yeah. to you, support it. In people's religious views, if it's important, they'll support it. If it's a business or a coffee shop or a bookstore or a comic book store or whatever, if you support it, come out. Financially support it. Because a lot of times what happens in our society as a whole is uh, likes and the comments and this and that. Yeah, that's great. But in the end, it doesn't really do anything. You're not, if you think that just because you're at 10,000 viewers on Instagram is going to like, oh, I'm going to make all this money off of like Facebook and all this stuff. That's not true. You got to support it. And I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about in general, the community as a whole. You're you know? right. So as we have these outreach and everything like that, you got to be willing to put your money where your mouth is. That's why like, I was recently looking for uh, like the paints for the minis, right? Yeah. And we don't necessarily have the ones that I needed, but I was looking at other local mom and pop art stores and hobby stores that had it and i got up off my butt and drove to that location and pulled out my wallet and paid for those paints there as my way of saying hey i support you what you're doing and i want to support local is it very easy to jump on amazon yeah. right yeah. it's too easy yeah it's too easy but but if we'd make the effort to go out and support so i encourage everybody listening to this here or now or later that <clears throat> Make 2022 the, the year that you're going to support, Yeah, you know, with our outreach. Not even us, just in general, you mm-hmm. know, like. And then uh, when I have those conversations, I say, well, isn't there something cool that you wanted to attend but is no longer there? Like, yeah, you know, there's this great place. I'm like, yeah, well, how are they going to stay open yeah. if no one's coming to that location? It's just, I don't know. It's, it's really crazy, but unfortunately, it's, it's something we just got to deal with it, and, and we got to approach it in the best manner as possible with all the love we possibly can, you know, right. uh, with everything. So with your convention, support your convention that you want to support. So that's plan for 2022. All right, and my second and my final question is, what advice that you would give to anyone that is looking to start a business with looking to start a business with in in the entertainment venue that you guys are doing like they want to you know they want to be like you guys or whatnot they want to get into business by emulating what you guys are doing like what is the advice that you would give them what do you think well research and don't jump in take your time (sighs) come to me yeah, we'll, we'll tell you. $45,000 our- buy an investment, <laughs> and I will tell you everything you want to know. I will do it for you. <laughs> like, no, in all seriousness, <clears throat> in all seriousness, um, this space is exceptionally difficult to mm-hmm. get into. Um, knowing what I know now, would I have done what, I, what we're doing? I don't really know if I would have gone all the way through with it. I don't know if I would have done that. Um, I'm thankful that I did or that we did. Um, but, uh, like Will said, plan, uh, do your homework, plan, uh, save your money, or at least have access to the cash you're going to yeah. need. Um, 
it doesn't necessarily need to be yours, but it could be, you know, other people's money or funding. loans or funding of some sort. Um, and uh, the biggest thing is how can you be different? Yeah. You know, our big distinguishing factor are the arcade machines and the gaming element of stuff. It's different. It's because the barrier of entry is a lot higher to get into, but it's not impossible for people to get into it. And, um, and uh, I would say also that I think, no, no, Will's right. Know your area. Yeah. Know your area because I see people coming in and, and, you know, God bless them. I surely do wish them all the best and, and, and success. But like, if you're like the fourth coffee shop on the street and there's yeah. four other coffee shops that have been around you, yeah. what is going to make you different? You know yeah. what I'm saying? What is going to set you apart? How are you going to? Yeah. Don't make a ways of, don't make a fast food shop next to a McDonald's. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? Like yeah. you could do, you could <laughs> you do it, could do it but you could not, do it and you could be successful. But you're shooting yourself right off the foot. Yeah, you're like like literally tying one arm behind the back, yeah. right? And like that's how you're fighting with one and not even your dominant arm. You're like your undominant arm, you know? Like that's that's what's happening in our society as a whole. Yeah. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Well yeah. then people like you said it in earlier, you're not gonna be successful like right out the gate. You're not gonna be, you know, a couple months going to the beach every day. No, you're gonna have to put in more work than you ever thought you would. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, like we've been told, we've been told, um, I still remember it. I was sitting up front by the bar and someone had said, oh, you guys are, have already, you guys have made it. That was the word, the wording <laughs> that they, have, they used. You've made it. And uh, I know what was meant. It was meant as, you know, you guys have, have pushed it forward. You, you're, you're okay, you know. But that is that complacency. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like no, yeah, yeah, we've made it. Like we were here, we're still, yeah, we're open. You yeah. know, like, but <clears throat> if I really break down the facts for you, it's like we're not you're not making a ton of cash. I mean, we're very thankful and blessed that my goal is to start the month with the money that I need to pay for the month. Yeah, that's what my goal is. But really, you know, I, you got to be prepared not to pay yourself. Like, yeah. I mean, I I I haven't paid myself hardly anything i mean maybe a couple hundred bucks here and there i mean you got to be prepared not to pay yourself you got to be prepared to pay others before yourself you got to be prepared to put other things before yourself once again and, and that's a hard pill for people to swallow and a lot of sacrifice yeah There's a lot of sacrifice super amounts of sacrifice i mean i after this i got to go home and build the freaking events for fighter fest you know like it's just i got to do finish that stuff out but i got to do it because it's got to get done yeah i got to finish those pages we have the power rangers day coming up i yep. got to finish those pages oh yeah january 22nd january 22nd we got power rangers day coming up i got to finish those um, you know, with the idea you guys gave me with the Fez hats, I got to go find these Fez hats now <laughs> for, been, been my fault. for a Taku Fest. You know, I got to, there's take, things that I we have full to get responsibility on that one. Yeah. The things <laughs> we got to get ready. We have to do them. We don't have yeah. a choice because if no one does it, who not else will? it's not going to happen, you yeah. know? So, you know, uh, it's, it's not, it's not easy. Uh, but once again, I don't want to leave this, con this discussion with all negativity. Talk. No, no. I, I'm simply saying, Hey, do what you got to do what you want to do. Plan appropriately. Do your homework. Uh, talk to a lot of people. Get your circle of counsel, um, and then don't, execute. Yeah. Don't rely on anybody. Don't rely on anyone else. Yeah. No that's one else. Probably the biggest one. Yeah, that's probably the huge one. Don't rely on anyone else. Well said. People are going to have their best. People have the best intentions, but unfortunately, life happens. Yeah. And and you can only control what you do and how you do it. So, I mean. 
usually after parties, that's a big thing, you know, it's, it's a mess. And then we, you know, I got to come in. And, like yesterday, you know, I came in and mopped and sweeped for two and a half, three hours because that's what had to be done. Did I want to do it? No. no. But uh, I had to do it. So anyways, let's see. Anybody else? So Gabe, I'm going to try to go to all three days, full weekend. Oh, cool. Awesome. Good luck in Smash. <laughs> yes, Gabe. I know Gabe was asking me, I think, about like hotels and stuff like that. I, don't, I think he's from Miami. Mm-hmm. So... Anyways. Anyways. All right, y'all. So before we also leave off, where can people find you if they haven't found you already? Like, <laughs> So we, we, we have everything. Uh, you know, we're always at Flynn's Gaming FL, uh, Flynn's F-L-Y-N-N-S Gaming FL, or we're at um, Flynn's Arcade and more, and everywhere from I know we're growing our Discord channel. You can find links to that in our Instagram. We're over 600 tree. now. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then wow, um, Twitter is growing uh tiktok and youtube and um uh what's it called facebook and google google business and yelp excuse me and our website flinsgaming.com and then um i'm trying to think if there's any more avenues that i've started i think that's pretty much those are like the hardcore ones so facebook twitter tiktok youtube instagram google my business yelp and uh, that's where they can find us and uh, stay tuned for our upcoming events. Uh, the Fighter Fest this upcoming weekend, or this coming week, starting on Tuesday with Melty Blood at 7, and then uh, Gundam, and then we got Tekken, Mortal Kombat, Blaze Blue, Guilty Gear, and Smash Ultimate. And then the following weekend, we have a Taku Fest in Miami at the MAC for the 15th and 16th. And then we have. Um, Power Rangers Day on the 22nd with Jason Font, the Red Ranger West from uh, Power Ranger Time Force on the 22nd, starting at 1. Oh, wow. So that's that. And then um, and then the next thing will probably be our Valentine's event on the 12th of February. Then the, with the Beyond Comic-Con? Yeah, Beyond Comic-Con was in February 19th, and then we'll have our CrawlCon at the end of January also. Uh, the, usually the CrawlCons are the last Sunday of the month in January, or last Sunday of every month. So that's what we got going on. All right. Wow. All right, Waluigi, you have any final thoughts? Holy smokes. Year two, having you guys again, such an honor. Definitely thankful for you guys. Developing friendships, going on to conventions, getting to know you guys and everybody else in the community more. It leaves me speechless to how far you guys are going up. I'm only seeing it's going to get higher for you guys. I pray and hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I lost my voice. I, I, I surely do pray for that as well. I'll be praying too. Awesome. Yeah. All the prayers and thoughts are appreciated. <laughs> Whatever you believe in. So, but yes, I'm excited as well. All right, y'all. Well, this has been episode 45 of the South Florida Gamers podcast. I'd like to thank you all for watching and tuning in and asking your questions in the chat, you whether, whether you're in Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube. Greatly appreciate you guys. Make sure you guys are following Flynn's Arcade on all of their social medias, even though you should by now already. Hopefully. And, you know, we're the fastest growing Discord in South Florida. So I just want to, you know, put that out there. Shameless plug. And the podcast will be available on all audio hosting platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, iTunes, and yeah. So that being said, thank you guys for watching. And we are signing off. Love you all. Stay close. All right, guys. Have a good day. Later.